Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. the Horror Hangout podcast for free bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And I am uh, the other regular co-host, Mr. Then that still trips me up. Andy Conjure <laughs> Turner. Hello, guys. Hey. Nice to see you back, Ben. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Sorry for missing an episode the first episode ever i know i jinxed it I jinxed myself um i deserve it if anything for no, making that claim it. i was thinking about it ben with another conversation in our group where one of our friends was saying i've been on holiday to this place every year apart from last last year of course because covid it's gonna be the same with you in episodes like the one that you missed because covid doesn't matter everyone's missing because covid, missing COVID. Ast- cc Ast- yeah <laughs> asterix because COVID. It's official. I officially got COVID after what, like a year and however many months it got me. It was you, destined for me. You said asterisks then. Um, I, the other day, this is an aside, a random person, I've heard many people say asterisk, like it's a, like a singular. That's not right, is it? It's always asterisk with an X, yeah, right? Or is that, just so, a co- yeah. is that just a comic, like the French yeah. thing? Asterisk with a cat. Oh, God. Asterisk. 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 Someone said asterisk. I've heard a few people say asterisk. And I was like, that's... That's not right. That's not right. The other things that we've now gone into, like some sort of existential crisis about whether we're right or wrong, that's... But asterisk is definitely wrong. So there's an an asterisk. Uh, Sorry, an asterisk is Risk. what I was supposed to say. And Asterix is the French it's, comic. It's the French, dude. The French call Asterisk. hero. Yeah. Asterix yeah. is not anything. It would seem. No. Who is Asterix? A- Rick who? Rick. <laughs> Asterix. Rick Astley. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so did you listen to last, ep- the last week's episode, Ben? Yeah, I did. Um, did you and it was chime in at any point? I chime in with, this is my rating for censor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm st- I've still got like a bit of post-COVID foggy brain. I say post-COVID, I might still be carrying some level of disease. Uh, might be COVID, might be other stuff as well. Who knows? So I've got a bit of a foggy brain. So 
if I'm talking absolute waffle, just just let me do it. Uh, <laughs> you just I, carry on. You're ill. We've got to be let nice. Me carry on. He's all right. Is he ill? Yeah. Let him. Let him get out of his <laughs> system. Uh, I think I kind of agree with you guys. I think it's a really. It was really good. I liked all of the. I think it, as as you guys mentioned, it captured '80s aesthetic quite well, or at least our memory of that. Like when Andy, when you said it felt like when you were a kid, you were in all of these colours and video yeah, shops. I was lit like in that. that. I was lit in that way. You're I reckon in I was in the aspect ratio. You worked in an office like that, even though you were like, what, eight? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was zero to seven. Zero to seven. Uh, but yeah, I think I agree. It, it's good. Um, I'd probably give it a B plus, I think, for oh, completionist. Oh, that's what we gave it. Across the yeah. board. Snap. Well, I know that yeah. because I listened and uh, I thought I'm going to copy that. I'm going to snipe that. I think Luke actually. I think you went for an A minus, but I was like, Pfft. same, same difference, isn't it? Be same sharp. difference. The same. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that was nice. Um, yeah. A bit weird to just have a week off, just because. Yeah. Odd. An odd feeling. Felt a little bit left out. You know that FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of that, but when I listened back to the podcast, I was like, I'm not missing out on anything. But, it's just yeah. like you've been it's just like you've had a quiet episode isn't it it's like oh that's the things the other guy said you can join in on your own it's like bonus yeah. content for you just for you yeah i made a few points and you guys seem to agree so yeah we didn't object certainly <laughs> <laughs> you seem to agree and then luke disagreed and i went oh outside then and we went out <laughs> we went outside but i couldn't go near him because of covid so uh yeah that was awkward awkward fight we had but you know i think he won all over so, right now I'm guessing because you were off, you were like scouring the horror news articles, building up a big list. <laughs> Basically, that's what I did. Um, I woke Double up. At, news. I woke up at six thirty on the dot, a.m., and I thought, let's get the horror news going. Let's scour the web for the best and brightest piece of horror news. Uh, a.m. <laughs> and uh, and then I did that till about probably at ten p.m. at night and. It turns out I've only got three news stories. So I apologize for that. Um, but I wasn't with it, you know, I wasn't at my, my strengths. You were, you were uh, slow scrolling. Yeah. How did you guys find, 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 finding? Oh, we just news. used Google. We just Googled it real quick. Oh, yeah. Pretty much while to... we were recording, right? And then gave up very so. quickly. <laughs> That's, I've never done that. I've never done that. Not even once. It was a quiet week you. for us, though. For horror news, mainly because we didn't have Ben to talk yeah. about the horror news. It was very <laughs> quiet. quiet. Have you got any horror news? Answer then. <laughs> I've actually got one in case you asked that question. Go on. Go on. Um, horror news that I saw on the internet this week indicates that an upcoming convention, which the name of which I've forgotten, we're due to get a trailer for the new Chucky series. Wait, hang on. We already got the new the new Chucky film. Is it a TV show? A TV series of oh. a series of Chucky and a, a series of... <laughs> <laughs> a series of Chucky. <laughs> of Chucky. <laughs> a series of Chucky, the new uh, Don Mancini series. It will be on at Comic Con at home. Oh, interesting. Favorite con. There was. I also heard talking of Comic Cons. Or cons of sort. Isn't the new um, Neil Blomkamp movie going to be premiered at Fright Fest? Is that the correct? Upcoming Fright Fest, right? Demonic. It's going to open the um, Fright Fest agenda 
which is going to be, uh, I don't have the dates in front of me, it's August in London. It's a in real life one again. Do you think mm. we can, oh, August, this August. This August, this August, <laughs> I mean, as in, you think we can as go? in any moment now. Shall we go? As I was going to say, maybe we can get some press passes, but that's like in... We got to look into that because there's one of the biggest and brightest UK-based horror movie podcasts. <clears throat> I just kind of assumed nothing was happening. I just yeah, assumed everything was online. Because we it's didn't get in, asked. <laughs> in if we, just in case they're listening, I know we're big on talking to sponsors and event runners directly. If you are listening, Frightfest, I'm moving to Scotland just before that event. If you get us press passes, I will fly down. They do the one in Scotland as well, though. Maybe they'll fly you down. There's like the Fright Fest Glasgow, is it, I think. Is it Fright Fest? Oh, if you do Fright Fest Glasgow, that'll be a lot easier. I'll just, just get on the train <laughs> for 20 minutes for that one. But I will fly down to London as well. I'm committed. Yeah. We should we should get involved in more uh, live um, stuff. I was taking a look at some of the things that are, that are on the agenda. There's some really cool looking stuff. Um, so that's the on Sono movie. There's, there's the, the Nicolas Cage Prisoners of Ghostland thing. Yeah, Prisoners of a Ghostland is another one. The Sadness is a movie from Taiwan that looks very interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Sounds uplifting. What else is on there? There's a <laughs> Japanese one, and I don't have the title to pull off the top of my head now, but it's it's like a fun time travel looking type movie where there's like a monitor in another room of the house that is two minutes in the future. Okay, oh, interesting. I'll, I'll have to try and look at the title. Oh, it's just the time settings, though. No, there we go. Oh, no, just <laughs> Back to normal. Yeah, it looks really interesting. It looks really fun. But um, yeah. they've got, and that's only their first wave of announcements, right? I think they've got more. Mm. More to I come. I keep getting really that Starburst festival that we went to a few weeks ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, it's normally in February, isn't it? Um, that one, and it's free. A free film festival uh, where we got to meet Lloyd Kaufman. Wow. And. Uh, Watch some movies with him whilst he, he had his uh, penis and balls tucked between his legs on the screen and also in the audience. <laughs> that was really fun. That was really good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was It was a highlight. I, I keep getting that Neil Blomkamp demonic film mixed up with the James Wan movie, which is called like Mer- James Wan's Merle. Malignant. I was going to say Malignant. that, but, but oh, it, sounded, okay. it sounded wrong. I keep getting that. Is this not a Conjuring up. movie? Is this not a Conjuring verse movie? No, I don't believe so. I think it's a different one. It's also, I'm not, not sure. From the Book of Saul. Not from the Book of Saul or <laughs> no. Insidious. Um, Insidious. I don't think so. Something separate. I'm not sure what's going on. It's interesting because sure it... he's just decided. I think I start a new franchise. Actually. Oh, do you <laughs> know what? I'm sick of this Malignant franchise. One. Boring. They're going to do a malignant <laughs> franchise now. Um, That's exactly I, what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing Aquaman right now, though, isn't he? Like, he's filming Aquaman as we speak. I mean, literally, maybe right now. Maybe if we somehow went into his body, Quantum Leap style, he would be doing a take. Doing on, the a, of, filming... on the set of Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2. Quantum Leap, you nearly said then. Uh, <laughs> Aquaman I wish. <laughs> I bloody wish, mate. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to both of those. I did see in horror news that the Scream franchise relaunch movie, aka Scream 5, aka Scream brackets, 2022, close brackets, is finished. I saw like a image from inside the editor's room. Um, and there was an image of Ghostface as well. Ghostface looks as you would expect. 
just good. like Ghostface. They've not done anything crazy with him. Uh, they've not gone, let's change the mask up a bit. Let's make it out of a different material. No, they've not done that. Oh, do one of those masks they used to get at Halloween where the blood would run down it when you squeeze it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Great for the modern for the modern era, aka I absolutely love 20 years ago. I loved having a ghost face costume. I probably I rinsed it from Halloween, probably from the age of about 13 to, I don't know, probably 16. Wearing it all the time. Good times. <laughs> right at church, yeah, going to weddings. <laughs> yeah, church, weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, down the shop. Good for funerals, black. <laughs> Job interviews. Uh, yeah, some people would say, oh, that's insensitive wearing the ghost face costume to a funeral. And I'd say, oh, grow up. As you stabbed them in the face. As I yeah. stabbed them in the face, yeah. <laughs> ah! with, with a toy knife. Never caught me for that because I was yeah. in costume. So that's good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's exciting. Uh, what else? I also saw that Rob Zombie is building. I mean, probably not not him, but the crew involved with the mm. monsters. An exact recreation of the Mockingbird Lane house from 1964's The Monsters. Uh, and he posted someone on Instagram, which is like a lovely sort of detailed image uh plan of the house and he's like get ready for the most perfect monsters house it's 1964 i want this thing exact have we had any more any more insights into rob zombies the monsters is it uh horrid monsters where they're getting people and stuff or is it exactly like the 60s film where they're just nice it looks like all of the aesthetically in terms of the house the car and i don't know anything about the character designs but it looks like he's going to pretty much a recreation of that. But I imagine he would probably turn the concept on its head in some way, surely. Oh, is it going to be the daughter that's normal in the monsters? She's the bad one. Oh, that's interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, yeah, that should be fun. I look forward to that. Why not? Why the hell not? Uh, what else have we got? And then the only other thing I saw... I know I spent a lot of time searching for horror news, but the only other thing I saw worth mentioning, did you hear that there's like a prequel to Army of the Dead being released on Netflix called Army, Army of, of Thieves? Thieves? Yeah. Army oh, of Thieves. Yes. And it looks like it's nothing to do with zombies at all. It's just that Dieter dude, the uh, safe cracker bloke. Yeah. Uh, and the history of his little uh, what are we talking, heists and stuff. Yeah. Like, Does anyone um, want that? Does anyone want that? It's not like he's, that. He's an all right he's gone character. off a wild tangent, is it? <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty damn yeah. wild tangent, considering the main thing that would have made Army of the Dead popular is the fact that it's zombies, and just take the zombies out of it and go. Wouldn't we like this man listening to a safe, talking dirty to it to make it open? Wouldn't you like that as a series? I mean, yeah, not? a series, no. a series, ideally, or at least a three-hour movie. At least a three-hour movie. I'd rather have that. Speaking uh, yeah. of series, though, former former show guest Godzilla of Shin Godzilla is a new yeah. series out, doesn't he? He does. Um, it's like an animated thing on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, I've not watched it yet. Zero point, but my boy Jaguar is in it, so I'll be watching. I'll be tuning in. And yeah, maybe I'll go and watch that because I enjoyed the um, the Pacific Rim anime series on Netflix. That was cool. Uh, so hmm. give me some more kaiju action. I'm all over it. Netflix are just churning out anime now. Hmm. I feel like they've got yeah, loads of stuff coming out. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it for horror news from me. Unless anyone else oh. has got anything to add. 
No. No. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. In the future, maybe. We can wait. We can wait. In in some time between now (laughs) and the end of time, I might encounter some more horror news. I think, really, maybe we'll do... um, We'll say this now, so we're committed to it. We'll have a look at some of the upcoming festivals. Maybe we'll have a chat next week about what festivals are on, what's coming, what things are most excited about in the lineups. We're going to need this type of content if we're going to land press passes and go and load it up. If we really do a good job, we might get like, you know, maybe a complimentary drink or something, a little popcorn. A little popcorn would be good for me. Just a single little one. Sweet, sweet or salted. Maybe a bit of both. Half each. Sweet on one side, salted on the other. Yeah. But you don't know which side's which. So you don't know which side's which. They turn around to, to make it, so... (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing over there with my popcorn oh this is a big secret evil what are you doing oh, James Wan again but you went through directing Aquaman <laughs> no, no no this is my new this is my new uh, franchise my new franchise mystery popcorn <laughs> oh. so that's um, disgusting he's cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bag that's all he's done James James dirty boy Oh dear. Uh, has anybody seen anything? Uh, watched or played anything? Read anything? Or even just heard something? Heard something on the grapevine. This week. But do you know what? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit you with one thing from all of those things you said. So you think you're being crazy, covering all bases, being really generic. Well, we know you haven't smelled anything. I've smelled nothing. Or tasted I've, I've smelled zero. And I've tasted nothing. But all of those other things I've done. All the other senses. <laughs> did you did you read some braille? I don't know what that's called. What's the it's just to read, isn't it? You don't yeah. braille the book. I braille the book. I braille the book. <laughs> uh I've got I've got a new book called uh Itchy Tasty. It's an unofficial history of Resident Evil by Alex Aniel. Uh, okay. I'll show yeah. you a picture of it there because it's nice. It's like a hardcover nice with a, it's a nice shiny writing. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's like it's pretty detailed going into everything from the early games and every every sort of platform and stuff like that and some interesting behind the scenes. As somebody who I feels like consumed quite a lot of Resident Evil media, got a few books. Uh, it's not a weird name, Itchy Tasty. Surely they would have called it Resident well, Evil book. Itchy Tasty is a very um, famous um, sort of line in from one of the diaries in the first game it's a diary entry of like it's the, a diary it's entry, like the dog yeah. keeper the guy who looks after the dogs mm. and and it's basically his diary of him turning into a zombie so you get some insight into the but still like a mum doing shopping for <laughs> son at christmas she's gonna he loves resident evil but i can't find anything for him <laughs> and it's like a big a big <laughs> load of itchy tasty books he just loves that resident evil it's a shame What's we haven't got any books. Itchy, bloody, tasty. She loves That's it over itch- her shoulder. As they got <laughs> around it then with a with a colon answer, they've said like itchy, tasty, colon. The Resident Evil history. <laughs> the unofficial history of Resident Evil. And I do like an unofficial history of things, you know. Uh, I like the official history too, but I like the unofficial history as well, just to fill in all the little gaps. Uh, that's nice. So I've been reading that. It's pretty cool. I've been playing Days Gone as well. How are you finding it? Uh, no, you're a fan of Luke. Uh, yeah, I'm really liking mm. it. I've gone quite a way into it. I've I've come come across hordes, which are pretty terrifying when you haven't got the significant weapon weaponry or explosives to take them down, and you kind of just run away. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's a great open world game. Um, pretty creepy. 
Um, maintaining your motorcycle is pretty cool as well. So good gaming element. Yeah. So of what I've played so far, probably, I don't know, maybe like 10 hours possibly. I'm definitely, definitely enjoying it. Did you, did you hit, you hit the credits recently, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's like 50 hours long, that game. It took me a long, long, long time. Um, so I've been playing Alien Isolation finally. Mm. Um, which um, I know a lot of people have played it. A lot of people who enjoy horror games have always said it's one of the good ones. It's like it's up there with the, the first person experiences like Outlast and Ready 7. Um, and it is really, the, I tell you, the, the, the very, very best thing about it is that they've absolutely nailed the feeling and tone and aesthetic of being in a rundown, uh, breaking ship that's for some reason got CRT to analog video technology everywhere. Yeah. Um, they've actually nailed that 70s, um, <clears throat> well, that the, the vibe from the first alien. Um, but um, I will say, uh, I don't know if I'm really enjoying the gameplay element as much as of yet, but I don't think I've gone to the swing of it. I've only been able to like play like 20 minutes since. So I feel like I've not really given it a proper go. But at the minute, I've just been hiding in lockers constantly, just looking at it like a little bleeping screen. Hidden lockers um, quite a bit on that game. It's very tough, isn't it? Like even even if you're like a casual, yeah. even if you're like a good survival horror um game fan, I think it's still super challenging. Like well, you know, fans... my, my technique for those games are is generally to just leg it. Like just, mm. just leg it and that. keep going forward. You can't leg it because the alien's too fast for you. Too fast. So, it gets it gets a little better on that front and it, it, I think for me when I played it it kind of timed with my patience a little bit as well like early on you're absolutely right and I found it liberating once I got to the point of when I first started the game I looked at the, the classic I looked at the achievements or trophies this and I was like one if for not dying all the way through right let's play really properly and, no do way. and then there was a bit and I was really good like my first bit I think up to just after the first day in encounter I'd been so cautious and so careful with everything and then mm. there was a bit where there was nothing i could have done anymore because there's a bit we have to run it's that bit where you've encountered some some just bad people yeah is that lift that's coming um, yeah the lift that's yeah. coming for you. you just have to set the lift off and then you have to just trundle over to it and get in and i've been so careful and i got to the lift just for amanda Rupi to look down and see a tail come through her stomach and then get done and I was like, oh right, fine. So I fucked that then. And after that, I was a lot more I was a lot more free with it. After that, I went around and if I died in a bit but learned where everything was, then I could go back and be more careful next time. I think I wish it auto-saved as well. because uh, the save point seems to be quite uh, yeah. yeah quite far from one another. And it see it takes ages because you're sneaking around so slowly from one save point and you're working your way through. And you think if I die now, I'm gonna have to spend like a half an hour. Just doing the same, waiting in the same spots. I think there are certain bits where the alien does piss off for a bit. Like you don't know yeah. when they are, but there are bits where you could do like that, you know, that frog that sings the the show tunes. You could do that around the spaceship, and it would and it wouldn't come. <laughs> and then there are the androids bits. are bloody terrifying as well, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. They always say nice things while they're strangling you. It's just creepy little eyeballs. They're all like red down. red LEDs. Just looking at you from the in the distance. But that's the secret, Luke. Like once you get the flamethrower, you can be a little bit more um, gung ho about it because it you can't kill the alien, but you can spook it off. So I played through loads, being quite careful, 
and then I knew it was quite near the end. I had loads of flamethrower on my left, so I just ran around, like just stomping around with my big space boots on. And every time it came over, fuck off, like, get the fuck out of here, can man. You, can you do me for like, so I've got loads of like revolver ammo and stuff, and I'm, I've not been using it because. Yeah, you get you get classic Resident Evil disease, Luke, where you basically you're so cautious and you use nothing, and then you get to the yeah. end of the game and you've got fuck tons of stuff left. Yeah. Okay. Just just use a little bit. Just It's all right. Yeah. Cool. It's all right. All right. Maybe, maybe I'll take it a little less seriously and just sort of wang through it a bit more yeah just imagine someone's being patronizing next to you going send you a game and then you yeah. know you would you would turn around and say fuck off but i think it's very tough <laughs> but you definitely get to a yeah. point where you get into the swing of it a bit you get into it took mm. me a long time i, I think i tried and, to play it twice and then i ended up going back to it yeah it's good it's good and then i, I was like you know like i was i was thinking I don't really enjoy this i was playing it for like 20 minutes since just doing like one chapter and then going, oh, okay, I'm stressed enough now. I'll play something nice. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I, I need to find another, um, another game, another nice game that isn't like Fall Guys or something to <laughs> to play. Uh, I mean, I will say so. Um, I've not really watched that. Well, I've watched Fear Street One, um, 1994. Sorry, which we'll talk Same. about that next week, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'll save that. Uh, I will say I finished. The entire run of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol comics, which isn't really horror related, but there are some really creepy elements to it, which, which are, I recommend to anyone who likes horror, uh, but also likes uh, insane, weird superhero action. Um, the, apparently, the TV show is good as well. It's got Brendan Fraser in it, but I've not, not mm. seen it. I've not seen it. Yet. It's not on the, you know, a series is a bigger commitment. I'd like to watch it. Yeah. But it, I, I will say, uh, Grant Morrison has now firmly secured himself as maybe my favourite comic book writer of all time. Grant I don't know how that so, happened. He's just so good. Grant Morrison, such a good, such a good writer. They're brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. really uh, puts out some really great stuff. Like the Justice League stuff is great as well. Yeah, he's so fun. I mean, that's what it is. He does these big Alan Moore level of mental uh, uh, craziness. But he's also really cheeky and really punky and irreverent and really silly at times um, in the best way. Sorry, they are really silly. I keep forgetting because they changed pronouns now to, to they, them, right? Yeah, but um, it's okay. It's okay. We've got to learn crow from this. But yeah, we're, um, <laughs> we're doing, like, yeah, I, I've always got time for, for those series. I've not actually read very much Doom Patrol at all. And it's that list of guilt of things that I really need to get on. And it's amazing. Up. I'll lend them to you if, um, oh, nice. if you want. It's so good. Yeah, amazing. Um, Are you, anything else you've seen, Luke? Or nope, read nope. or experienced? No, that's, that's me. The only thing I was going to mention... Oh, actually, when you mentioned all those things and you said, have you listened to anything? I thought I'd mention this. We don't really talk about horror-themed music very often. Um, because it doesn't come across, uh, yeah, it doesn't come yeah. along that often. But uh, there's a band called Ice Nine Kills, uh, an American uh, metalcore band, and they've released an album quite a few years ago called The Silver Scream, where every song was like based off a different horror movie. I was kind of like, I thought it was all right, I wasn't amazed by it, but they've just released a new song called Hip to Be Scared, uh, which is inspired by American Psycho, and I can't stop listening to it, it is so good. And the video is ridiculous and over the top, and it just seems like a hell of a lot of fun. Lyrically, it's great, it seems to take a lot of lines from 
directly from the film as well. Um, but it's got um, Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach in it as well. It's a good time. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a good it's a good time, and there's there's a little section in there which is really fun as well. So I'll probably what's go back. Called, and... What's that called again? Sorry. So the band's called Ice Nine Kills, um, and the album, well, the the album of horror movies themed songs is called The Silver Scream, but this is from a new album, and it's, the song's called Hip to Be Scared. <laughs> it's got yes. seems to got it seems like it's got so much going on, but it seems like perfect for me. But with the first album, I was a bit like, ah, uh, maybe it's too perfect for me, you know. But now, now I'm in. I'm involved. Oh, you see, you've done all the senses then, Ben. I haven't got much more to add this week. I read um, The Underwater Welder. That was really good. Oh, yeah, I like that one. That's good. Yeah, nice little um, graphic novel that's just a nice little standalone Twilight zone slash ghosty story. Yeah. Really good. Okay. Really, Jeff Lemire as well. Yeah, but, Jeff um, Lemire. Great Illustrating. And, yeah, mm. really good. Yeah, it's really great. And then um, game-wise, no, no horror. Playing a bit of ratchet, that's nice. I mean, robots can sometimes be scary, but not in this context. They're all pretty cute. Yeah, an alien isolation, definitely. The only other thing I saw was <laughs> uh, was that Chris Pratt movie, The Tomorrow War. I did oh, see yeah. that. Did so I forgot that? about that. <laughs> Completely. Oh, you forgot. did see it. You saw it. You saw it. So <laughs> I, I need. Um, <laughs> it felt like I needed like a, a film to just watch and turn my brain off and just. But I kind of loved it mainly, mainly because of the alien slash monster design. I think in terms of the story, a lot of plot holes, a lot of sort of um, generics, big budget sci-fi action stuff. But I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. And apparently there's a sequel in the works. So, yeah. But I, I also really liked it. First yeah. review, so it's fine. The, the reveal uh, of the monsters was, was <laughs> yeah. really creepy. Super creepy. They're, they're um, one of those monsters slash aliens where you're like, could, yeah. everyone is fucked. You're like, there's no way anyone is gonna survive this everyone's fucked sorry that's it yeah i have to get on and watch it now with that with that review just a quick one then from both of you as you've both seen it what would you least like to fight leggy venoms from bit of quiet please place these monsters or the time loop ones from tom cruise live die slash repeat I those think... ones those ones and live die repeat um are unbeatable unless you've got like yeah. an exoskeleton armor thing yeah. And even then, you don't last long. I kept thinking, this, do you know, this is what I genuinely thought while I was watching The Tomorrow War. I was like, if A Quiet Place had a creature that felt as threatening as this, and they're pretty threatening in, in A Quiet Place. They're just, they just, the design of them, I don't like so much. I just thought that the marriage of The Quiet Place um, in terms of a concept and then the aliens from this film would have been perfect. I will say the eyes on the and and the, the design for the tomorrow or creatures would make sense on uh quiet place mm. creatures heads because they're kind of like uh blind looking mm. um, oh, there you go you see idea fusion amazon you know where to find us um you want some script doctrine for future projects quiet place versus at, at least tomorrow. quiet place they've got a weakness no it takes a while to work out what that weakness is and it's probably quite difficult to implement that. Right on a whiteboard. Do you think you could get really good at singing that note? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these, the creatures in Tomorrow War, I'm just like, oh, they just keep coming. No matter what you seem to do, they just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Just give it a rest. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Pretty terrifying. Great design. Well, I'll have to give that a go then. I'd, I'd felt like it was just an action film that might just passed me by maybe i'd not given it the respect it deserves I, it was I straight that to too. streaming 
I thought that too. And then I saw a GIF shared, I believe, on Twitter, which was, I think, the moment of the reveal of one of the creatures. And I was like, oh my God, I got to watch that. Jesus. Say no more. Yeah. I, will, I will bother. Definitely bother. Yeah. But first cool. things first, I've got to finish watching all of Fear Street. So we've got a whole trilogy to cover next week. So. Oh, yeah. I've only seen one so far. But the um, third one's not out yet, is it? It's this week, is it? Later this week? Yeah. I'm a bit of the way through the first one right now. It's all right so far. It's good. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, cool. So that's it. Unless anyone's no, no. got any... No, I'm, I'm hoping else. No, all good. <laughs> this week's movie. This week's movie. This one's been a long time coming. This seems like one that we've suggested a few times uh, over the years and we never quite got around to it. And when we were knocking around ideas of what to watch, I think Lee, you suggested it, didn't you? Mm. Fancy a little go on this one. Uh, so, The Return of the Living Dead is a 1985 American comedy horror film written and directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air, ooh, the, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. Cool. Uh, so on IMDb, this is sitting at 7.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have given it 91%. So that's that's the fresh rating, I think. Wow. What's the cutoff for a fresh? Is it 91? 60? Yeah, I think it's like... Is it? Is it for fresh? I thought, yeah. I thought maybe the less than that was rotten. I thought like fresh would, had to be uh, like a 90 sure. well critic score gave it uh, uh 91 the audience gave it 79 percent letterbox has it at 3.8 um I, I tried to pick some choice reviews i'll be honest a lot of the five star reviews are not succinct uh people when they love this film they just go on and on about it <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's just like paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff i got this one from laird in 2014 he just put perfect in every way five stars um, I did get Laurie Strode left a review, interestingly. Oh, I. What? Yeah. Subverts oh, enough expectations in regard to the upending of zombie law. The film is half zombie terror, part parody of said zombie terror, an all rock and roll baby. Three and a half stars. And then last person, John Tilden put, this is kind of a hoot to watch, half a star. Uh, so, half a star? Well, it's kind or of a kind, hoot. Uh, kind of a hoot. <laughs> I mean, that's to me. I kind of hoot. It reads like two stars to me. Like it's kind of a hoot, it, but yeah, kind of a hoot. Kind of a hoot. Just and two stars. Just Five... half a star. Yeah, there's some like other stars are just like this movie is not good. Um, but I, I do feel like people who love this movie, is this this is when I think of cult movies. This is a, a very yeah. much a cult movie. People, I've just seen these paragraphs. They were never ending. <laughs> these reviews. Um, yeah. Uh, so have you guys seen it before? Do you know much about it? I've not seen it for a long time. I was trying to work out when I sat down to watch it ready for this week's episode. I've I really loved this movie. We I thought I, I think I had it like VHS off the TV, and I think I watched it an awful lot, but I don't think I've seen it for oh gosh, I want to say like maybe somewhere between 25 and 28 years. It's been a long time since I've seen it. A long um, time. Yeah. Like you would have been, you would have been lit in all the eighties light when you were. I'd have still been it. in the appropriate. <laughs> I'd have still been in the appropriate light for um for that movie when I first. I saw it as a kid, 
maybe the last time I saw it was maybe when I was like 10, 11. It was, um, it's been a long time. I was pretty sure that I'd seen this before, but when I was watching it, I was like, maybe I haven't. It's definitely one of those where I've got some memories of it and mm. and other other parts. So I'm like, I've definitely not seen that before. So I can't really say, but it's definitely one that I've not given enough attention considering how much attention it does kind of get as a cult horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I saw it maybe a few years ago, um, but it wasn't one I grew up with. I remember seeing Return of the Living Dead 2 uh, as a ah. as a young teenager for some reason. Um, um, but yes, I don't have that early... It wasn't introduced me maybe at the right time as, as it seems. From what I can tell from all these really, really positive reviews, people kind of found this movie taped it off the TV or whatever, and they watched it repeat on repeat over and over again. Like one guy was saying, it's one of the one of the seven movies he just watched. They just rinsed and just broke the tapes because they were watching him. That, so that wasn't me that wrote that, but it could have been. That was it. We recorded it off the TV and then it was it was it from there. And you reminded me that we call this talk of VHS artwork as well. Hmm. This series is another one that I had really strong memories of from the video shop Return Living Dead 3. It like has a woman on the front. She's got like um, like pins coming out of her head. She's got like claws that are made. it's a bit like the Alan Partridge zombie yeah. that he dresses up as, with like <laughs> bits that he's made. Tungsten um, screws, really good yeah, for making but, a point. But that's uh, but that's what it is. It's like a like a golf girlfriend that's now a zombie, and she's in the front. And that was one of the scary covers I remember looking at at the uh, at the video shop. Yeah, when I was a little kid. Uh, it's worth noting Dan O'Bannon is, you know, the writer of Alien. Uh, he wrote uh, Dark Star, which is John Carpenter's first film. Um, he looks like, I'm just looking at his filmography now, he's done a lot of things. He was the writer of the story of Alien vs. Predator and the story of Total Recall, although that's like the remake, uh, so it doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he's, he's done a lot, he's very respected in a kind of Slightly unappreciated way, I think. Um, I don't think he died that long ago. Now, what's his relationship with the original, like, of the Dead series with Romero? Did he work with him at some point? I think so. I don't like not it. Up on my trivia. I don't like it. Um, it is weird because this is kind of a quasi sequel, like a, a sort of sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. They somehow managed to work it into the lore of the film without it actually being like an official. Although I guess you can't do an official sequel, can you? Yeah, they've kind of made it like this is one step closer to reality. It's very early in the film, so it's worth mentioning about now. They mentioned basically when they're chatting in the office, do you know that film, Night of the Living Dead? Well, it's based on real things that happened. Yeah. Um, The filmmaker was going to tell the story, but they told him he'd sue him. Um, the government did so he so he changed it and it made it like zombies in this place but actually it's based on this chemical thing and we happen to have it in the basement yeah oh so this that's so this is based on a novel i think uh, an adaptation of a novel potentially yeah it was a book and it, the book's quite different apparently he changed it quite a bit and he wanted to put in some more comedic elements i think in particular um I read a little bit of the trivia and I thought oh, I might try and seek out the book of this because it'd be interesting the same to, thing, yeah. to make to see what differences there were. 
because th there's a lot of for a film that moves and we'll come to it uh, quite a rapid pace right things happen fairly quickly in this movie the cold open is brilliant and things happen very quickly but there's a lot of depth in the background and things to characters that never really get explained um i wonder if they're nods to the book or they're things that just you know they put in for some background detail because not everything has to play out but um yeah it's it's a lot of fun and there's a lot to this more to it than i remember there being so i'll tell you what go on bit sorry Sorry. So it seems from reading here that the novel it was based on by John Russo, um, I think John Russo and George A. Romero will work, work together on Night of the Living Dead. They parted ways. Russo retained the rights to any titles featuring Living Dead, while Romero is free to create his own series of sequels. So obviously, I guess by making that book and then selling the rights to that, that's how that it was about. the mistake I'd made. It wasn't the director that that was the same. It was the writer that worked with him in the source material. There we go. Yeah. Uh, there was a band um, where, where I used to play in Derby called Senmore Paramedics. I never really knew where they got their name from. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember Senmore Paramedics. Yeah, they used to perform... They used to dress as zombies, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Or, or maybe yeah. that was just a, just a video. I remember Senmore Paramedics. That's like... That's from reading Kerrang! magazine. Like... <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, that, that's obviously I never knew where they got the name from. I always thought the name was a just a, a funny, you know, yeah. term. I didn't know that either. Add that yeah. to your very long review on Letterbox, Ben. Little uh, <laughs> anecdote of that. <laughs> I love it. That's cool. I like those little factoids. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Okay, so who who have we got in the film? Uh, Clue Gallagher. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He, he plays Bert, who I think is the guy who um, works the boss, at the office. right? Yeah. Bert the boss. Yeah. Boss of the uh, like medical supply company warehouse. Uh, and then the manager dude is Frank, the manager of the thing. Um, and who's the younger kid called? Freddie? Freddie. Freddie. Tom, Tom Matthews. Matthews. Okay. So he's just like, just starting working there at the medical supply warehouse. And then Ernie is the, um, what's the word for him? Embalmer. What's the word? Mort mortician. Mortician. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a crew of punk rockers, classic 80s punk rockers, like named after uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains. Uh, yeah, spide, spider, <laughs> scuzz, trash, suicide. Is that it? Yeah, spider, chuck, and then the other Tina, Tina. That's a classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain name. If you ever wanted one, that <laughs> Krang and then Tina. If we had a an eighties, um, an eighties like band slash like gang that. A mismatch that hung around me had to have really hard names. What would you guys choose? Oh, that is a good question. Scab. Scab. I was going to say bulk, but that's a little bit too oh. close to bulk and skull. Bulk and skull. The heroes yeah. of the Power Rangers in many ways. Yeah. Cubal. I'll go with like, yeah, it'd be like Cubal, bold. <laughs> <laughs> bold. What's it? Well, it's got to have a nickname for him. Well, he's bold, isn't he? What should we call him? Bold. Bold, bold man. Bold. Skin. Bold bloke. <laughs> These are like classic nicknames that obviously they've given themselves. You know, we've all yeah. known somebody over the years who's got a nickname and you think, 
Why are you called that? I told you about Blade. I, know. I think you have <laughs> to, to about Blade. <laughs> Uncle Blade. <laughs> Uncle Blade. God, can you can you refresh my memory, but also the memory of the listeners for Blade? Oh, I, I actually remember, forgot why he was called Blade. Now I'm sure I'll have to listen back to that old episode because I'm sure I said my uncle has a, like a best mate who comes on holidays with his name Blade. And he's like a it's mad. I had that short, chunky English man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with um, blades. <laughs> I I recently I recently came came across something similar where somebody that I knew from years ago, I referred to them, and a friend of mine said, "Oh, what viper?" And I went, <laughs> "I went, what?" And he went, oh, yeah, that's viper, isn't it? That's viper." I was like, "Absolutely not. I've never called him viper in my life." And then they proceeded to like ask somebody else what, what this person's name was and they were like oh what viper and i went ah, no way how is this caught no on? one gets some it. absolute dweeb of a man who's managed to convince two people and probably more that his name slash nickname is viper ridiculous not having it for for what for what reason is he randy orton he's no, probably just ridiculous. getting you so next time you see him, say, all right, Viper. <laughs> like, what? And it, it, I'll go, all right, Viper. And then everyone will jump out. He's only got a fallen oh. fall for it. Although yeah. oh, well, that would be, be perfect. Like Maybe that is the ultimate test in this society if you've truly won. It's not if you're rich like Richard Branson, go to space. <laughs> it's if you've succeeded in the unobtainable goal almost. Yeah. to choose your own nickname that isn't just your own name with an O or a Y at the end mm. I mean if you move to a completely new area you probably get away with it by going oh well, my name's Ben but you know my friends call me Venom Venom, Venom. What, uh, <laughs> what nicknames have you, have you had in the past? I've had a few, few weird ones I don't think I've really I don't know Ben, ben you've ben got a Jim- short name already Benjamin Button is one that kind of sticked in my uh, yeah. in my last workplace. Not because I aged backwards either, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely don't. Hubel was one as well. No, it's not. <laughs> Bold. The Bold. best, uh, <laughs> the best gang nickname submitted so far. I was on Twitter with this yesterday, and friend and previous guest of the show, Alice Taylor Matthews, was on and said, for hard names, uh, should choose Sudoku because they're quite hard. I like oh, it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. So, yeah. But they'd be like a band. Scab, of... Sudoku. I think maybe my oh, maybe Sudoku. I'll pick. I'll pick. Um, I guess I could go the Luke option. I could go hair, which is the opposite, or I could have um... <laughs> bold and hair. Bold and <laughs> <Yeah>. hair. Bold <laughs> and hair. You know, the guy with hair, like Jimmy Tuats. <laughs> Frank, what Frank the tattoo because he didn't have a tattoo. <laughs> razor, toothbrush, just razor, like razor, fla- phaser, laser. They sound like uh, laser <laughs> makers of computer mice. They've always got insane names that sound like airplanes yeah. or something. Razor just sounds painful. Putting a, a mouse made by razor in your hand. Ah, oh, it it's, like, me. it's like you and the um, it's like you and the gaming chair, like. The Omega yeah. Supreme or whatever it's <laughs> I think the Omega Supreme I have one at McDonald's the other day. <laughs> really good. Delicious. And they Delicious. went, yes. Yeah. Cheers. See you later, Bold. <laughs> Where's hair? Where's hair? How's hair? And Sudoku, get, get me started on Sudoku. The amount of times people have looked at me and said, where's hair? 
<laughs> Whereas, uh, well, I'd like to know. As a bold, as a bold man, has anyone ever said this to you? I've had this a few times, and I've always been confused by it. They've always gone, "Why don't you grow some air?" And I go, "What?" And they go, "Well, like you said, like you miss your hair. Why don't you just grow it back?" And I'm like, "Well, that's not why I'm bold. I'm not bold because <laughs> I decided one day that I was just going to be bold. I didn't know it worked for me." Yeah, no one's ever said that to me. I'm afraid. Oh, I've um, had it more than once. You ever, you ever thought about like, um, you know, being like really spiteful, and you're like, "Oh, why didn't your parents just love you?" <laughs> no. Your parents just love you. Why don't they raise an actual functioning human being? Why aren't you more successful? <laughs> oh well, I've got my, I've got these candles that I make. No, shut up! <laughs> All right, wax, get out. <laughs> All right, wax your ears, get out. Uh, yeah, so we've got these fantastically named characters. Oh, yeah. Anyone else we need to mention by, by name? So- not really. Well, there's like a colonel dude who we're interested, uh, we're introduced to what? Is it right at the start? Yes, the it's um, he's Chekhov's colonel, played by a oh, man yeah, named Chekhov's John Terry, Terry, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jonathan Terry. He was like, Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, Phil, but then I'm gonna go and play for Chelsea. <laughs> and have affairs with people's <laughs> wives. Oh, yeah, at, li- at liberty. Dirty bastard. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, the gang's all here. The gang is all here. So I guess it's an interesting was... setup, isn't it? This film, yeah. like um, the whole a guy starts working at a medical supply place, and the guy who's showing him the ropes is kind of, is kind of being that kind of boss who wants to kind of impress the young one a little bit. He's sort of showing yeah. all of them the gruesome parts of the job, and that we want to see something. Really creepy. That kind wants of wants to element. be wants to be his mate. Yeah, shows him yeah. the cadaver in the in the freezer downstairs. He shows him the split dogs. He shows yeah. him all of the things that are going on. I, I really like the dialogue in this. It's quite like it's of the era, but it's really quite punchy. And he's like, yeah. "Oh shit!" It's like, "Wash your mouth, kid." Like, I also like that they're really friendly. Like he's a punk kid. Like he seems like an anti-establishment type. Never get a proper job. But this seems like the kind of job that he. He'd actually quite like working in a yeah. body parts and stuff. Um, and I like that they're kind of chummy. It's, it's yeah. really nice. I don't know. I just I just think it's... Uh... It feels like the kind of job that maybe his mom has got him or like his, one of his parents has got him set yeah. up to go and do and like a friend of the family is doing them a favour. So he's going yeah. and he's behaving. And this guy is like showing him around, showing him the ropes. And it's, and it's really cool. You want to see a dog in half dogs? Yeah, it was one of those half half dogs. dogs. Stop! (laughs) Smash it with a uh, with an like a crutch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, so Frank shows them around a little bit, and they have a bit of back and forth. Um, and then at some point, they sit down and they're doing their paperwork. Frank gets on the phone, tells his wife to keep the pot roast on for an extra hour or something. Be home soon. Be home in an hour, mate. Yeah, keep the keep the dinner on. Keep the dinner hot for an hour, not just one. But I come back in about an hour. No. <laughs> Keep if it drops below optimum temperature, I'm gonna know. It's like speed, but with cooking and temperature. If it but drops surely... below this many things, <laughs> a bomb will explode in, underneath <laughs> the kitchen. If it drops to tepid at any point, <laughs> tepid, lukewarm. Oh, that's a nickname. Yeah, <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> Um, 
So, um, Frank, so, oh no, so uh, what's his name? Tom? Um, Freddie? Uh, Freddie says, what's the creepiest, craziest thing you, you've seen come in here? And then, then he's, and Freddie says, um, what's the guy's name? Frank. Frank. Frank tells him about the Night of the Living Dead uh, bodies that have got the canisters down in the basement. Um, it's quite nice. He's like, nah, I don't believe you. It's, yeah, come on, I'll show you. Um, it's like the old guy that you work like you know when you yeah. if you ever worked at a shop there's the guy that's been there forever that works in the warehouse he knows yeah. he knows some stuff that's gone on yeah I'd like to see a sequel where uh, Freddie kind of becomes the manager <laughs> <laughs> I get that sometimes you watch a horror film because oh wouldn't it be nice I know it'd be a boring film but just things work out just yeah. a film where he slowly yeah. works his way up yeah really nice if we're getting um, a spin-off to Army of the Dead, I think we deserve a spin-off, The Return of the Living Dead, where Freddy climbs the corporate ladder. Yeah. The yeah. lack of the return of the living dead, where that accident doesn't happen and he really makes a go of things. Yeah. Return of the living wage. Oh, <laughs> oh God. He goes he goes to hit the canister. He goes to go, yeah, this canister's fine. And as he goes, he grabs him and goes, no, don't. Just don't. Even if That's it's it. fine, it's best yeah. not to risk it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why don't we call that number? Why don't we call that number that the army has on there, and they'll come and collect it, and it'll be safe. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds great. So, wait, so what's the story? So, uh, they went to move the bodies, and then they they lost them in the shipment, or the shipments got mixed up, or something yeah, like that. There's been a chemical leak, which apparently affected some bodies, leaked into a morgue, and all the bodies were moving around and jumping around the place. Yeah. So they could the army contained it. They they canned all these things up and they're meant to ship them somewhere to dispose of them. Mm-hmm. But because the logistics core are no good, they accidentally shipped them to this medical supplies place. And they yeah, get yeah. supplies from all over the world. They get their split dogs, they get their skeletons, which apparently always come from India. Because they've um, got perfect teeth. There's yeah. a skeleton farm. A skeleton farm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that this is this is all the stuff that's going on. And then we get some shade on another department of the army, the Corps of Engineers. He's like, oh, aren't you worried it's going to leak? And he's like, oh, the US Army Corps of Engineers made this. And he gives it a whack and it immediately leaks. And that's your cold open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the gas makes them pass out immediately, sort of into each other's arms, which is quite nice. They kind of like both collapse together in a little bit. And then ball. we get over the credits with like the... <clears throat> like the skull like there is you see a face or like a body inside this canister mm. um behind some glass and it's melting away i don't yeah. know spoiler have you got any trivia for today luke or shall i share a bit now you know what i've only got i kind of thought you guys might have some name game you'd want to contribute so i've only got i've only got a couple oh, so if you want to save you, some That's fine. trivia or something or I've whatever got, i got You're... some names Give us some okay. trivia. Give, give some, us some. Give some if you've got now. some trivia about Melty Face, this, yeah. the Melty thing here, like they they obviously built it and then they heated it and then sped it up, so you get that effect of like the stuff melting off it. The crack that appears in the glass that happened by accident as a result of of heating oh. the the thing up. So that's quite a nice. Happy then. accident in the making of the film. That's cool. Yeah, love uh, it. It reminded me of the Adam and Joe show. <laughs> You know when yeah. he used to do that thing where they get they write the name in butter and they'd melt it and do it in reverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get a lot of these elements uh, where like a 
I guess like a punky a punky synthy score kind of plays over the top whilst um, ominous things happen. Things start shaking about. Do they get up and then they immediately hear dogs barking? They start coughing yeah. and they, they go... So they, they get up, they're, they're coughing and spluttering. They've obviously passed out for a while. At some point, we've had Chekhov's Colonel where it showed that there is an army guy doing something and has to be available 24-7. Um, but yeah, we, we just go to them getting up and they're spraying deodorant around <laughs> and they find that there's there's things that aren't right. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know about calling the boss. They find that dogs are barking. Um, at the same time, we're introduced very briefly to the gang who all know Freddy and they're coming to meet him from work. They're going to go and meet him from work so they can do some no good kids hanging out Loitering. in places they shouldn't be. They turn it's quite up a mismatched bloody... gang though. <laughs> yeah. It seems yeah. Like it's a, very... couple of, a couple of them don't fit. There's Freddie's girlfriend, Tina, doesn't seem to fit in with the, the punk aesthetic of 90% of the rest of the band. And then that mm-hmm. guy is a bit of a loser. Wait, which one? There's the like the kind of preppy guy with like the curtains and the, oh, yeah. And yeah, the suit yeah. jacket versus yeah. everyone else who is a punk, right? Yeah. The, the guy with like slight dreads. I think he's halfway between punk and I think he's wearing a, a jacket or something as well. Or like a military like a... jacket almost. Spider. Yeah, spider. <laughs> um, so then the, they bash the half dog with the crutch and then something, the cadaver starts banging against the door. Yeah, the cadaver and... looks like the guy from the Tango adverts, doesn't it? Yeah, but that not orange. Rub your, rub your face. But yeah. it doesn't help just yet. But mostly, this is the first instance of it, and this is this is true throughout the film. I was torn when it first started to go. Oh, this is really quite overacted, but actually, I found it yeah. really effective as the film went on. It isn't like zombie, like classic zombie moaning phrase. These guys are screaming all the time. And the beginning of this bit, there's literally the door with the cadaver in is locked. We saw as the credits rolled. The smoke, the fumes from the from the from the canister have gone into the air conditioning system and circulated around the warehouse because um, this is actually a different bit of the of the office, the building. And then the cadaver is locked in the in the storage container, but he is hammering at that door and just screaming. Mm. And it's not like just a tiny moaning. This is someone doing their absolute best at screaming i think even <laughs> yeah. freddie and frank's like reaction in these initial scenes as well is over the top and initially i was like oh god give it a rest guys but i was thinking you probably would react like that <laughs> things coming back from the dead you probably would just be like what the hell is going on i'm terrified um and they, they they're like screaming in terror like constantly especially when there's like a, an attack um from the cadaver like quite early on yeah, this is this is coming up now. In fact, so they thought, right, we can't call the army because we'll be in. That's worse than calling the police. If we call the police, we'll be in loads of trouble. We'll, you know, we'll lose our job. So the thing to do is phone the boss, and they do phone the boss, and the boss whose name is Bill, Bill the Bo- Bert, Bert the boss, Bert the boss, Bert the boss Bert. comes in, and he and he knows what he's going to do. He he talks them through, it and it's. Just some great dialogue because they are panicking. Ah, oh, here they are behind me in the for those watching the video. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't he, want them really of, in charge of anything, 
would you? You wouldn't be like, come on, lads, sort it okay. out. Try and sort it out. And he's, and he's talking them through. He's like, right, be brave now. Like, if it has come back to life and it's a dead body and everything's come back to life, in you see in the warehouse even some butterflies that are pinned oh, to yeah. the thing nice to, to a card a, a flap in. Um, and he's like, okay, if it is a zombie. And they, I saw in the other bit of trivia as well, it's one of the few zombie movies where they actually mention the word zombie. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's like, obviously because it's in a world where Night of the Living Dead exists. Where zombie fiction is a thing. So yeah, they talk about, okay, so what do we do in the film? You know, in the, in the film. Was it, was it like Shaun of the Dead was, was the first film where they kind of started to bridge that gap where people started to mention zombie? I mean, even in Shaun of the Dead, they say, don't, we don't call them that, like the Z word. <laughs> call, um, call them what you like. <laughs> yeah, but like, I feel like before that, People never said zombies in films, and now after that, it became just people. Yeah, not sure if it's like a deliberate thing or just incidental, but you're right. Like in a lot of movies before, well, now this example and Shaun of the Dead more recently, 90%, I would say, of zombie fiction, of, of zombie movies exist in a fictional universe where there is no such thing as zombies in fiction mm. because no one knows what they are. <sighs> It's because there's yeah. always that terror of when the outbreak happens is that nobody knows how to react. That's the reason it seems to take over as, as quick as it does because nobody knows the rules and what, this people, one, what they're dealing with. This is one of the things I really like about this movie because they do know the rules and it doesn't really work and it subverts no. so much stuff because of it. So the guys talk about like, oh, um, you know, what do you need to do? Well, in the movie, you have to destroy the brain. So they go through this whole process of one of them's going to unlock the door one of them's got like a pickaxe and the boss Albert is standing back in the rack and waiting and hiding. They unlock this door and this big tango man runs out going, Brad! And he... Like, <laughs> and another great thing as well, they, they point this out in dialogue later, but for now, they point like, the zombies aren't any stronger than a regular person. They're just the same as... They're just the same as regular people are, but they are... They're, they're dead. So the two guys, so um, Frank and Freddy, they literally pin him down and they uh, they give this guy uh, a pickaxe to the head, but he isn't dead. He's still wobbling about and struggling. So Bert the Boss takes a saw and saws his head off. <laughs> and the body then, still gets up and runs off. Yeah. Um, and the so guys are he... screaming and it's wild. <laughs> So then they, they uh, cut him to pieces, put him in some bin bags and decide they're going to take him next door or not far away to um, Mortician's place. Is his name Ernie, I think it is, or something, isn't it? Yeah, um, Ernie, the, Ernie the Mortician. Yeah. Um, and they're going to see if he can, if he'll do it as a favour, if they'll like, get rid of the body. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're going to go and take then... the body over there. Initially, they say to him, don't worry, it's just a bunch of rabid weasels in these bin bags that are moving. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, but okay, for right. some reason, Ernie's like animal rights, and I'm not, I'm not just going to murder well, he them. Said, yeah, he said you oh, can't burn them alive. You've got to shoot them first. He's like, oh, no, that, that, I'm sorry, that's not going to work. The little there. piece I found out, and again, this is when I talk about the, the, the depths that aren't really explored in this movie. If this was Zach doing this, it'd be, there'd, be a, there'd be a prequel about this. Apparently, again, looking at the trivia, there are several hints to 
Ernie being like a former Nazi and hiding. Oh God! Really? Because he's, he's, like he's got a, a little little, Ru, little Ruger in his in his. He's hand, got yeah. He? He's got like a German like a German service revolver. Apparently, the music he's listening to on his Walkman is like an old German military song. And somewhere in the background, the the IMDb trivia says there's like a picture of like Eva Brown. Huh. Um, but as far as former Nazis go, he's he's a good ally in this one. He's a nice he's a nice friend to them. He does agree. Um, they open <laughs> they open the bags of of zombie bits and reveal to him the truth. And one of the one of the arms comes out and like rips his scrubs. But he does agree to help them and use his furnace to burn to burn the body because that's the only way they can think of as. Um, I think they, they mention acid at one point, don't they? And then uh, yeah. decide, oh, burning is probably going to be the best. I um, love the comedy of errors aspect to this. So the first thing, like this, this showing up and they slap the canister and now it's out the gas. They get the boss who saws the thing to pieces and they say, let's take it to the mortician. He says, let's burn it. And he says, make sure there's nothing left. Make sure there's not even ashes. And they burn it at this ridiculously hot temperature, which makes it spill out. Like every yeah. little piece of the zombie goes spilling out into the air into a massive cloud, which then yeah, rains down on the graveyard. That's such like a if they crazy just made if they just burnt it to ashes, that would be fine. But yeah, he agrees to help them. I guess before this happens, because the the cloud triggers the the rain to come, we get absolute staple of a um, of an 80s horror movie, right? The punks who are waiting for Freddy to finish work have chosen to hang out in the graveyard. And as you do when you're hanging about in the in the graveyard, um, your one of your characters, whose name is Trash, um, <laughs> decides, oh, she first does like a morbid chat with Spider. And I loved this dialogue so fun. It's on, if you watch the, there's, part of the soundtrack there's a, there's some songs in this and then the music video for it, it actually re- it has this bit of dialogue again so where trash is talking to spider and she's like you ever wonder about the worst way to be killed never really thought about it to be honest as well it would be really old men just uh just eating just eating me up and eating me alive and it'd be the worst and then inspired by that conversation after spider goes try not to think about dying that much if i'm honest <laughs> Um, she goes right I'm getting hot anyway so then she does a musical number where she strips and dances on a graveyard on a grave like a, on a tomb while no, no. the other punks get uh, get flares out and they, do, they do like a coordinated dance number around her who's the guy is it is it spider who's like my parents don't even understand me who's like oh that's good Scud, okay. Scud or Scuzz, what's his name? Yeah, it's Scuzz. the yeah. Scuzz, Scuzz is the driver, and he's got like he's probably the most heavily punk, right? He's got like a big this isn't a costume. Well, his nose. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say this isn't a costume? This is a way of yeah. life. So. Yeah, trash is coming over to him, and it's like you know, is like she remains naked for the the majority of the rest of the film. Now there's right? even like mm. moments in this film where she kind of gets dressed a bit, but then whatever she's cl- decided. Decided to cover herself with gets like ripped away again. It's like <laughs> yeah. somewhere in her contract, probably not her contract, actually. Probably the director's like, right, you've got to be naked at least 80% of the time. All right, that's 79, not good enough. Um, oddly enough, I when I was watching this with Karen and she goes, Oh, did they like you know, she's doing a dance number where she's stripping? Did they just hire a stripper for this one? 
It isn't. The actor that plays um, Trash is not a uh, not a stripper by trade, or at least wasn't in the IMDb profile. Her name is Linnea Quigley. She's been in loads of horror movies yeah. over the yeah. years. But apparently one of the others, I think, oddly enough, maybe the person that plays it's either Tina or Casey. Um, it'd be funny if it was Tina because she's the preppy girlfriend of Freddie. She was a stripper and they hired her to do another role and went, no, I don't want to strip in this film. Find someone else. Oh, right. Hmm. Um, I'm over it. Yeah, I, I don't want to on in this one. Um, but it's not trash in this one. She gets her clothes off and she's, as you say, Ben, she's coming on to, uh, <laughs> on to Scuzz there and he's like, no, this isn't a freaking costume, man. Have yeah, some respect. Costume, man. Have some respect for the dead. Stop gyrating <laughs> all over the dead. Yeah. Why? Uh, and I think it's probably a little bit after then that uh, the cloud of zombie smoke yeah, it's cut between the two, right? So yeah. that happens, and we go back inside. the 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 thing happens, and then it starts. It starts. It starts raining, and they all run back to the car because the rain. It's not regular rain. It's a bit stingy. Mm. Yeah, acid rain. And then inside the uh, the morticians, um, Ernie and Bert are starting to feel a little bit sick. They're really pale. Um, they're complaining about aches. They feel like they've got like flu, um, and then they try to get into the hospital. I think that's when they they first we get the first load of paramedics sent. Yeah, we call the paramedics, and because they they're still in cover up mode, so because oh, we've got two men that are poisoned here, and mm. they they send them some paramedics to um, to see what's happening. Meanwhile, we see a couple of zombies. Sort of cr- beginning to rise deep in the ground, claw the one is just there. a pure a pure skeleton apart from eyes. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like that element actually. Like, if if it was just a skeleton, it would look just like a dummy. For some reason, having any eyeballs in there makes it look yeah. like it's still alive for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're slowly but surely digging their ways up. They're not attacking people yet, but we know. Yeah, we're watching a film called Return of the Living Dead. This is this is coming. But we get the um, we get the ambulance crew arrive first, and this is really like I found this a really nice take on a zombie movie when the ambulance men come, and it's again it's could almost be a carry on film. It's done quite in a in a funny way, but they come and they examine um, they come and examine um, Freddie and uh, and Frank, and they're like. Oh, is your stethoscope working? And I borrow it. It's like, okay. And they kind of go through and say, well, you've got no heartbeat. You've got no blood pressure. They take the temperature and they are <laughs> at room temperature. And they go like, are you saying we're dead? You're awake. You're at room temperature. Well, that's good, isn't it? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Just the job. Um, but yeah, so... Through all of the tests that the paramedics can do, these guys appear to, you know, nothing indicates that they're alive. Their pupils aren't moving, um, you know, not responding to light. So for all of their tests, these men are dead, except they are awake and they are talking. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the guys, they really ham it up so many times because they, like, they get visibly upset. They're screaming, they're crying, they're in terrible pain. Um, Freddie's in like almost rigor mortis in his joints because he's getting really stiff and he's like snapping it out. Get like a pool of 
pooling of blood as well where he's lying down on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Not not um, on the outside of his body, I mean like on the inside, it's like shown as a bruise. I forgot we didn't mention the line. There's a load of cool lines in this, but earlier, um, Freddie did the uh you mean the movie lied? Yeah. When they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they don't kill the um when they can't kill the zombie with uh, yeah. a smash in the head. Yeah, uh, the same as like when they say, "Oh, what happens if it doesn't work?" It's a good question. It's a good question, but <laughs> <laughs> the movie lied. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I, can't, uh, I guess outside the zombies start burning up and chasing the the punk kids. Yeah. Do they get the paramedics first without every anyone knowing? Yeah, I think that might be because it's when the punks come in that they 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 look out and yeah, yeah. So they see, so yeah, the paramedics go out first, and this is the first big attack, right? Where they come out, they put the lights up on the um on the ambulance, and then there's just a wall of zombie guys standing in front of them. You know when the paramedics get knocked over or like surrounded by uh, zombies, they're quick. They properly get knocked off their feet. <laughs> There's one guy who goes flying. <laughs> yeah. They do it with everyone they meet. They proper like mob rush them. <laughs> yeah. And like the second the other guy that's in the ambulance, he literally some zombie just throws the door open and like just yanks him out of the cab of this. Yeah. Out of the cab it's, of this thing. It's genuinely quite scary, those bits. Just I think from... these are some of the like genuinely like quite scary zombie moments because it isn't stylized as much in some others. You know, it's not like a Resident Evil or even a like you know, the remake of the Dawn of the Dead where they're incredibly fast. Because even then, there's almost like a cinematic aspect to it. Um, you know, and the zombies are, you know, they're doing they're doing headshots and taking the zombies out and everything like that in, in films like that. In this, even late in later scenes, where people have got guns. They just rush people, and it isn't yeah. elegant, and it isn't like finesse, and they're not parkouring around. Yeah, they just wave over people and tackle them to the floor, and they have fast zombies as well, right? So this is a fast zombie movie in 1985. Yeah. They're just so unpredictable. I think. I think that's one thing that's like quite scary about them, and obviously they've got a level of intelligence as well. Horde yeah. mentality, yeah. Or even more, they've got they've got some tricks that these guys like to play. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We, we come to that. But first, so they, they take out the um, they take out the paramedics that are that are there, um, and we see the um, I guess the the punks outside. They get attacked and they they break into a couple of, of different groups. Having mentioned it would be her least favorite way to die, uh, trash gets got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mobbed by a load of old fellas that that get all around her. And <laughs> I was just thinking about this just fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> oh. We like to get mobbed and eaten by a load of old fellas. Dream country. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's not the. Uh, it's not what they were hoping for. But the others kind of split, split off and go in different directions. Um, Tina has separated already because she went on ahead to see if Freddie had finished work yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is she currently um, trapped in the basement. We've met... So when, we've, when she goes on ahead, we see the Tarman for the first time. I know this mm. one affected you, Luke, the, the Tarman. Tarman, I think, is one of the best creature designs full stop. I mean, he, he looks... 
goofy, cartoony, lovely um, set of teeth. He's got like a animatronic uh, face thing going on. So he looks like you know in uh, the turtles in the old films. Like I think I saw a video or something them without the skin on. So yeah. it's just like the stuff underneath moving around. He kind of reminds me of that. And he, his his voice is uh like boomy, obviously like overly processed brains. <laughs> I, he he's just a cool. I don't know. He's just a really fun character. I think. He's I don't know. Where, I don't know where he got the Tar Man name from. I don't know if he's actually credited as that, but he's known as the Tar Man. The Tar Man. Yeah. By a radioactive tar. I think he's great. He's a brilliant thing. Is so he has got Tina trapped in the mortuary. They had um, yeah classic old wooden stairs that break and you um. fall down them. Got another little bit of a cheeky little bit of trivia here. Um, the director had not told Beverly Randolph that that stair oh. was going to break. So he just let it break and, uh, and and she fell through, which is why she doesn't get up and run off immediately because she did hurt herself. Broke her shins. Just do that, make it a film. I should let her fall through the stairs. I'm going to have a zombie bite you. I'm going to actually bite you. I don't know those guys. <laughs> Health and safety. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's gone on ahead and is trapped, but our group um, have have split between the places right now because some of them have run back to the medical facility, you know, the chemical facility, and some of the others um, spy. So Chuck and Casey and Scuzz run to the medical facility. Trash gets eaten. Suicide and Spider head to the head to the thing. Oh, maybe it's the Lost so some the of them, some of them come yesterday. to rescue Tina, don't they? They come to re- so Tina's being. Maybe they um, all maybe Tarman. they all go there together. They all go there together because then mm. some of them go back because yeah, I think that's so right. They, they they go there first. Tarman gets Scuzz, whose parents don't even understand him. Mm-hmm. They rescue Tina and then they all go back, um, with the exception of. Chuck and Casey, who are on their own for a little while longer. Now all of the others go back to the mortuary um, because Tina has to be reunited with Freddie at some point. So they must rescue her and then all head there. Okay, and this is when Skuz gets his brain eaten off. Yeah. Right? Gets his soft head eaten into... Gets his soft head eaten in uh, like a cabbage cream egg. Yeah. How do you eat your brains? Just like that. Just have a big bite of them out of the head. Yeah. Apparently they used for realism, they used calf brains for some of this and some of the extras oh. were paid extra to actually eat them. Oh. Yeah. Would you, would you do it? Eat some calf brains? Do you have to like chew and swallow? Can I just depends, chew them up a bit? Depends how much extra, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's other stuff you can use these days. Marshmallows. Exactly. Yeah. There's jellies that you get that look like brains for Halloween. <laughs> love them. Still love them. Mix. Oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, like from this point, we just escalate things more and more. So we know that Scuzz has been got. Um, the Tar Man is still locked up in the basement. A couple of those guys have been left behind, but and trash has been eaten, but the others go knocking on the door of the of the mortuary, 
um, yeah. just as things are kicking off and um, everyone piles in with all of the zombies chasing them. And this is where it's a bit like when you have a dance and you know one person dances and you might look a bit silly, but if loads of other people coordinate exactly with them, looks great. <laughs> looks looks pretty looks pretty great and this is the same when it comes to the screaming because now you have tens of people all screaming their absolute hardest in absolute agony really going for it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So is this uh, the point so where they go, where they start the, bar the barricade up the... <clears throat> yeah, so they ba yeah. barricade like the front door and barricade the windows as they're all coming in. There's a chapel as well, which they go and barricade uh, as well. And I guess there's a little bit of the characters are kind of exchanging information as well at this point to try and work out what they're dealing with. Um, so, yeah, is, is this the only zombie movie where the zombies essentially can't be killed? Yeah, there's no there's no way to actively kill them that we find out in the movie. So the people are like bashing them with pipes to get them out or they're trying to bar barricade the doors. Yeah. And everyone's Just, uh... panicking and shouting at one another. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's understandable, isn't it? Because it's is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and this is when um, we first. This is where we get the rigor mortis bit with Freddy, and we see the blood pooling. Because this is when, um, yeah. when, when Tina is looking at him and saying, "Oh, you know what? What, what have they done to you?" And seeing the state that he's in, and this is also where we get name of a famous band. I now hear send more paramedics. <laughs> yeah uh, and they do it's as easy as that uh if you're a paramedic just go into your radio send more paramedics and they'll just keep them coming you know keep yeah. them coming until they run they run out yeah and i think ernie has encountered a zombie at this point and i did wonder uh, this is when he first goes out to us oh hang on the 
the ambulance is still there. Let's let's go out. He goes out and he, he closes the door and sees one of the paramedics being eaten by a zombie. And little legs. Who he, or he like shoots at. Non oh, yeah. legs or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think do you think they had I didn't see this in the trivia at all. Do you think they had uh, an actor who was an amputee that played that? They think they did it with it looks like that, doesn't prosthetics. They, yeah. I thought that, that character was gonna pop up again, but this is the only moment we kind of see this dude. Which, yeah. Uh, he like chases he's... him across the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> pretty really light on his feet as well. Yeah. Yeah, but so... only gets only gets back in. The zombies hear a radio go and they, they get on the radio and ask for more paramedics. More come. And I think this is the one Luke, the, the guy that gets the worst tackle. <laughs> yeah. He goes flying. I think he lands in a massive puddle as well. <laughs> I've shoulder and face first. Yeah. <laughs> Cheekbone absolutely smashed to bits. So yeah, we can we see here that the zombies obviously work together and they hide away until they can go and jump out and um rip rip these poor paramedic dudes apart in their little yellow max. Yeah, they got they got no they got no hope. Would you say just from this one? We already did a monster comparison. Are these the worst zombies to fight? Probably he's gonna kill. I mean, they're like not gonna stop. And they're pretty speedy. They're, yeah. they're invincible. You can't kill them. And they scream. They shout. Right and they there. and they're sneaky. With the send more paramedics and send more cops, like they know how to get more food. Yeah. yeah, and we understand. Obviously, there's a moment in this film where we understand why they want to kill and eat. Yeah, and at, at the same time, so you kind of understand that they are going to stop at nothing. Yeah, you kind you kind brains. of get it. This bit's now, in fact, I think Ben. So we've had all these break. We've had this bit. The we get the rigor mortis and blood pooling, and then we get a break in. So some of the windows are breaking. This is when um, the punk gang member suicide gets gets got. I'm not. Am I mistaken in this one? With the exception of trash, do we see anyone that gets killed by a zombie come back as a zombie? No, I'm surprised that so. suicide didn't get back up. So he yeah. gets his head bitten by a half lady who's a half lady zombie who they I think interrogate. Um I was they pronounce him dead and I was expecting him to get like right back, back up. up. Yeah. But he never does. This just, half lady was like do you remember the zombie from the very first episode of The Walking Dead and the very first issue of The Walking Dead where there's like a yeah, I think it's like a half alive woman, and I think Rick ends up going back to kill her, doesn't he? Yeah, just seeing her in agony. That That's the only episode of Walking Dead I've ever seen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's it is it worth watching? I think it's all on Disney Plus now, maybe or something. It's all just gone on Disney Plus. I watched it... the first two seasons, and then I thought, I've seen all I need to. I've read a fair, fair few of the comics. I think I reckon you I made just it. Do the one, one or the other. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked the comics for a long time, but then it did. It does get a bit samey. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if I was to recommend just one piece of Walking Dead content, play the game. Play the game with good old Lee and Clementine. That's oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Oh, uh, there's also oh, man, the Saints. So good. Saints and Sinners, the VR one, is meant to be re- like, fantastic as well. Yeah. I've heard that's really good. But yeah, the um, the Telltale games is one of those things. It's love it. You either enjoy the format or you or you don't. Um, they did some good, impactful storytelling. The first season of The Walking Dead, you could go and do the others. I've just got the last one that I haven't finished yet, but 
you could just play the first one and it's really really solid it's really really good storytelling I played it's really the, emotional. the wolf among us game and i thought that was fantastic it's great yeah really, you, really good yeah if you got on with that if you got on with that in principle then play some of the others like i, th- I found walking dead was really great um Guardians of the Galaxy is surprisingly deep. Shed a little tear towards the end of that bad boy. It was good. Um, it's really what good. happened to Telltale Games? Why did they go bust? Overstretched, I think. I think for mm. the for the time it took and the amount they had to pay for licenses, uh, you know, to the IP owners, I yeah. don't think there was that much profit in it by the time they'd um, by the time they carried on. I'm surprised so, that no one has taken up that. I mean, maybe there. Maybe I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of games who are doing it, but it feels like no one's really taking up because people love the Telltale games. Mm. Like they were a, like a there was a big fan base around that kind of that kind of game. No one seems to be doing it in a big well, way. So the the Robert Kirkman founded game studio, so Skybound, they took on the development of the last season of Walking Dead and got it finished. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I don't see anyone approaching ips of that kind i think wolf among us 2 might still be happening with someone else okay yeah. don't quote me on it. i think it's still not cancelled i think it's coming which is good because that was great the first one was really good yeah interesting um but anyway um, yeah those those zombies aside um yeah we see that we we get interview with a zombie right so in suicide being killed they have pulled in this zombie torso and they give her a cheeky little interview. <laughs> she's she's right. a funny little puppet. What have you, you got to say for yourself? Like doing that in the mouth or something. I'm yeah. not too sure how it works. But, Spinal yeah. column is like sort of wriggling about. Yeah. Um, so they basically go, why are you a zombie then? And she goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. But yeah, this is interesting because this is, again, something that we haven't... I mean, I suppose... Yeah. I suppose with like Day of the Dead to a degree... But um, this is kind of like getting an insight into what's it like to be a zombie for the day. Uh, no good. They're in, they're in absolute agony. Being dead is agony. And for some reason, brains, for a while at least, seems to alleviate, uh, the pain alleviate there, yeah. that pain. Yeah. Uh, the pain subsides from eating a brain. So who can blame them for wanting brains all the time? Eating live brains makes the pain of being dead. And she goes into detail, right? She goes like, oh, I can feel myself rotting and it hurts. Yeah. So they love a brain because it makes you feel just a little bit better. <laughs> Lovely. Um, kind of get the. I mean, they could go a different way about it, admittedly. But if you're a zombie, it's a good enough motivation, right? It isn't just, you know, we see zombies and other things, and they're quite wasteful. They just seem to like biting people, but then leaving them. Yeah. To well, be Linnea Quigley, uh, trash. They they completely ate her. And yet somehow they didn't even touch her. Like next time we see yeah. her, when she attacks someone, she's got a bit of Absolutely. a moldy face and the yeah. rest of her is like exactly the same. She's got a scary head now with a bigger, yeah. bitier mouth. She looks yeah. like, um, she looks like, what's her name from Ghostbusters? Yeah. Uh, Zool. Zool. Yeah. Oh, Zool. Uh, Goza. Goza. I was, get, I was, get, I was one, getting so, yeah. serious yeah. Goza vibes from her, from her hair, obviously. <laughs> Aim for the flat yeah. top. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so she's back, and a poor homeless man just minding his own business. He, well, he kind of pervs. We we get the impression he's like perving. We we only see it from like the, the neck down. 
and then yeah. um, <laughs> she like and leaps she, out of nowhere. She's now just got grey zombie skin, but is otherwise completely. He looks all the way up and then just goes. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> she's a but. She's a butterface. <laughs> yeah. This is another. Like I ended up really diving in on the trivia on this one. Apparently, had loads of trouble working out what to do with um with Trash's crotch because originally they went they filmed it full frontal nudity and just filmed it and then one of the producers and we now can't do that no good no good can't do that so um she went away and shaved her crotch which was not the fashion at the time um and they went no and then and then the producer was like that's even worse (laughs) (laughs) i fashioned i fashioned a merkin a pubic wig uh is that what they did no, they made her like a prosthetic crotch that was a bit like an action man. Um, yeah. Zombies are famously sexless. Yeah, sexless, sexless zombies. But even when she's just stripping as a non-zombie as well. So, um, yeah, they just, God knows how much money. You know, probably, you know, her crotch probably employed a number of people on that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Not everyone can say that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the poor homeless man gets it. Um, we see our other two characters who are probably the least notable because they don't have such cool names. So Chuck and um, Casey are still locked up together in like the, the warehouse, the facility. And, you know, we just get another little side story with these two, right, where it's like, He's been trying to chat her up for several portions of the film, and she clearly doesn't like him. And at this point, she uh, we think there might be a romantic turn, but they don't. She goes, "Oh, I just want to say that I've never really liked you, but um, <laughs> if you just hold me really tight at the minute, that'd be nice because it's real, it's well scary." Uh, it's all it's what you want to hear, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then everyone else is going there. Um, this is when the cops first appear. We get a dispatcher and says, oh, a couple of ambulances haven't checked in. So they send some policemen to the scene. Mm. And similar fate. Yeah, and then we get the send more cops bit from the zombie. Not as good a band name. No. <laughs> no. Um so, so is it around about now that they decide to lock Frank and Freddy in it's, it's the exactly chapel? Now. Because obviously they're developing... They're, I mean, they're dead. And even though they're not full zombie, they're still kind of talking, but they are both in agony. I think there's definitely a worry around everyone except for Tina that they're going to turn at some point soon and then try and eat their brains. So they so, decide yeah. to go and lock them in the chapel. But Tina's like, nah, I'm going to stay. That's a good idea. And this is when we get a. It's not long after they go in there that we get a. We get a bit of a turn, right? So um, they they're still trying to work out what's happening. They're working out that um, basically the zombies will continue to attack and get everyone the second they arrive, and they're just going to keep going until there's no one else to send. Um, so they need to work something out. They lock the others away, but then. Freddie has a bit of an epiphany. He's uh, he's in there. He's going, oh, I feel rotten. And he sort of passes out briefly. Maybe that's meant to be when he turns. Yeah. Passes out momentarily and he goes, oh. And he, then all of a sudden he has a moment of calm. And he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, it feels 
absolutely horrid being dead. You know what would make me feel better? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Pray, Jesus, flipping hell. Ask nicely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thankfully, the others haven't gone too far away. They burst in the door and test the theory that, like, oh, we, have, we can't fight them. Could we do anything with this acid? Um, mm. And they test it by just wazzing that all the acid in his face. Waz the acid straight in his little face. And he just makes him angrier and in more pain. Yeah, he, he goes bowling over. And again, this is where they, again, they point out that the zombies aren't stronger than regular people. So between Spider and Bert and Ernie, they just beat him up. They beat him yeah. up, throw acid in his face and chuck him <laughs> off. Um, Frank escapes, not Frank. Yeah, Frank, he escapes. He like comically like, like runs <laughs> out of the room. And uh, he's got enough control over his mind to take himself to the uh, incinerator thing and uh, chuck him in, chuck himself in and burn himself alive. Poor Frank. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Did, the, did the right thing. A it's lifetime painful. of agony. Look painful, makes, but you know, he makes a, uh, a like a stronger moral choice than ninety percent of people in zombie movies that have been bitten and go. Yeah, I'm going to tell tough, anyone. Tough decision, though, <laughs> isn't it? I think. Yeah, and what what a way to go! I guess it's the only option he has, though, right? Because we've established these zombies are fairly much invincible, so burning himself up in the furnace is the only thing he can do. Mm. Yeah. 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 Exactly, he couldn't have done anything else, and he would have been in a lifetime of agony. So, what well a bad old zombie eating people's well brains! Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think at this point, Bert and Spider like managed to leave in the police car, didn't they? They managed to get out, and I think they're supposed to be coming back for Tina, but I think coming back for the other two, right? Because the other two, in yeah. the fight in the fight with Freddy, um, Ernie breaks his foot. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, has a little sprained ankle or something. More so he's features. not gonna he's not gonna be able to run. Ah, uh, um, that's what so, the one for you do oh. one. Oh, <laughs> they they make it to the car. This is one of those things in zombie movies. Almost always goes wrong, but they pull it off. Yeah, impressive, very impressive. Uh, so yeah, they're obviously driving away, and Ernie and Tina are kind of like, well, they're leaving us, they're leaving us. But it seems like for some reason, Bert's just decided, oh, we'll send help, we'll send help. He knows. But... Ernie's, Ernie's behind him all the way. Um, apparently yeah. it's a mistake and the director didn't realise until after the film was come out, he'd accidentally named his characters Bert and Ernie. It was, a, it was an absolute <laughs> accident. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, oh, Ernie says, like, oh, we, they know what they're doing, otherwise they would have never made it. Yeah. Again, for them shouting and going absolutely wild early on, these people have a lot more about them. They have their heads together more than we see in a lot of zombie movies. So like you just said, like they would have been caught. They mm. had to. They had to go. They'll send. They'll send someone. Mm. Um, and they escape, and they almost don't because there's a lot of zombies that are obviously out in the streets. Um, but they they do escape at least as far as getting back to the chemical facility. Yeah. Um. But pretty much just crash the police car as well, don't they? And uh, total it. Well, they crash it, but then it just catches on fire, doesn't it, after that? Yeah. So it, I guess it kind of blocks the door, so they're able to get in without loads of zombies piling in after yeah. it. Um, At this time, but... as well, Ernie and Tina like go up to the attic because Freddy, blinded and going nuts, has smashed himself out of the yeah. chapel and into the mortuary. 
and uh, he's down there shouting stuff. So it's kind of their last name. stand, right? Like again, these zombies are real. You know, they're real. They're real tricksters. He's playing some head games. He's like, oh, where are you? Wanna it reminds me. It reminds me of the vampires in I Am Legend, the book, where they kind of turn up to Robert Neville's house and just try and convince him to come out by like calling upon their memories as as humans and saying like oh robert neville me and you we used to go have a barbecue and that and then the women vampires are like undressing seductively and they're like come out here and have a it's gonna be fine and robert yeah. neville's like fuck you go fuck deliver you. him go deliver him a pizza oh i've got a pizza here robert neville <laughs> oh you're yeah. gonna have to come out and get it though unless you want me to post <laughs> it through slice by slice which you know you'll get post a letterbox through. here <laughs> post <laughs> it through the letterbox all the tricks all the dirty tricks and that's exactly what he's doing down there he's like come down here i promise i won't eat your brains the most, the oh, most no, memorable part of that that book is that he spends like an entire chapter trying to get this get dog, dog to trust him and then, and it, then just it, it dies yeah <laughs> like yeah. It, when it finally it like when he finally gets it to like not run away from him and it stays in the house and he goes it died a week later <laughs> so and it so died bleak. a week later <laughs> yeah okay, i think i'm done with that book <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that book. I mean, you can see why they changed it in the movie adaptation with Will Smith as to that entire scene where it shows how well he knows the movie Shrek. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> loves it. Oh, yeah. That's silly. Isn't it? How many times are you going to watch it? Watch Shrek like twice if you're in some sort of. You have apocalypse an entire scenario. video shot that you go to. Surely you would have tried to complete it. Even if it was just a film that you went, that wasn't for me. I won't watch that one again. <laughs> what if you'd watched a different thing what if you'd watched a film that wouldn't have been your interest and that was the and it gave you a clue to solve the problem like the, yeah. the problem of vampires oh if only i'd watched oh, yeah. shrek a little bit less and worked on a cure a little bit more I'm watching, this film, oh. watching this film called the amiga man and it's really familiar the commodore 64 man <laughs> Um, Amiga, oh mate, the Commodore 64 man, the Atari man. Yeah, yeah, we're we're right at the end here now because this this really comes to a head super quick. So the guys get back there, they have to have a confrontation with the Tar Man first. And when they went right, there's a big old monster down there, but um, Bert's had enough and he goes, Right, gonna knock its head off. So they open the block off. They open it, and this is where we get a full body of the of the Tarman puppet slash actor coming out, and he staggers to the room, and um, Bert's as good as his word, as is Ed right off with a baseball bat. Yeah, <laughs> pretty easy headshot. And they, there we go. And they go down to the basement where there's another phone. They're able to use it at first. They phone the police, and they hear they manage to speak to the sergeant on the front lines just quickly enough as um, trash and the for a new recruit it's only been a zombie five minutes and is in charge of them just because he's got a unique look yeah <laughs> <laughs> a unique look, hang on a minute you're in charge aren't you, am I? Well, yeah, <laughs> you, look like a bit, you look a bit different to all the others you have grey skin, um, you've only been a zombie a few minutes so oh, like striping gremlins basically is made the leader because he has a unique haircut I'll never forget that he's actually called stripe now Rather than Spike. Oh yeah. Was he always called Stripe? Quiz. 
Yeah, no, he's always got. I think he's always got a strike. But I think you, as a trivia question, it came up as a trivia question. It was. Point. It was in. It was in a quiz episode, I believe. Yeah. It was a pinnacle yeah. moment of a quiz episode. First yeah. one is Wait. called Stripe, and the one in number two is called Mohawk. Yeah, none of them are called Spike. None of them. Not <laughs> Got any gremlins in this game, Luke? Yeah. Uh, There's obviously <laughs> a moment as well when the police are turning up that the zombies do a thing, do another little trick, where one of them is pretending to be like. One's like Weekend at Bernie's himself, and is like yeah. distressed as a policeman going, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good there. Yeah. Come on, it's this way. And then they all jump out and kill the police. Um, yeah, so they they hit they're on the phone. I really liked this bit. Like all of yeah. the others, like Spider and Chuck and the others are gathered around while Bert's on the phone. It's like, what's going on? What's it? He literally just holds the phone up to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's oh, and okay, so they, they make the final decision, call the number that's been on these drums since the beginning for the army. And it mm. goes back, right back to the beginning of the movie. Remember the... Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about this, dude. Yeah, old Chekhov's colonel, John Terry. Um, yeah. He's there. Um, and he gets the call. It wakes him up in the middle of the night. He's on the other coast of the US. Um, and he goes, oh, long buddy last. Right. And he gets he gets on the phone to him and says, um, all right, so uh, what's the deal? And you just get one of those great like one-sided phone conversations. Up. And what happened then? And um, what did you do? Um, what his, did they his do? Wife, his wife is really like concerned, just kind of like list, <laughs> sat up and listening. Yeah, sitting up in bed. That she's got like her eye mask that she's moved. It's like, yeah, okay, okay. Right. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass you back to um, old Captain Turner now, and he will. He would. He'll, he'll. I'll transfer you. Um, and we don't worry. Please, just don't worry. We've we've got a contingency for this. It's going to be fine. And everyone's yeah. very reassured. And then we see, uh, <laughs> what is he saying? It's like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, wait, do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, we see, we go to this base and they have like a lovely chat. And he's like, Hello, yeah, good morning to you as well, sir. Okay, here are the coordinates. <laughs> and, it just, and it's like a special cannon that fires like big nuclear cannon shells. And then you're right, everyone's yeah. like, I'm on hold. The serve got a plan. They just say, like, <laughs> you know when you have those toy guns that could do all the different laser yeah. noises that's the <laughs> grenade sound <laughs> what does he say do you do you hear that it yeah, sounds like a... <laughs> and everyone's listening um, yeah. <laughs> over the course of this back and forth scene there's been Freddy's been trying to get into the loft and he's like oh you've made me smash my hand clean off really trying to guilt <laughs> really trying to guilt his girlfriend uh, into like oh you've made me smash my hand you made me hurt myself again it's just because I love you and I want to eat your brains um, why would you let me eat your brains um, and Ernie has like a scene where he is like pointing his gun uh, in like his luger at the back of uh, at the back of her head he's thinking about killing them both so they can't be got by zombies, um, and and this is just it, isn't it? So these guys are in the thing, and they've heard the whistle. Freddie bursts through the the thing, the trash, and the zombies are just outside in the field, looking up at the sky, and just they all watching. get they get raccoon seed. Yeah, yeah, they get raccoon seed nuked, and uh, I think we see a news report as well saying that what like. Well, not a news report, but a report saying what four thousand people. It's the colonel died. says, "Oh yeah, like about twenty city blocks, about four thousand people dead." Actually, 
in the circumstances, that's all good. And don't you worry, the president, tell the president everything's going to be fine because now it's raining and that will wash away all the evidence. <laughs> it's not going to wash away all the evidence, is it? We see it dripping down. It's the same the shot, graves. isn't it? From It's the same shot as the earlier. It's the, the, the skeleton. Stuff. The bloody skeleton again. He, yeah, there we go. There we yeah. go. And that's the end. And there we it's go. a really fun ending, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then we Alex. get like, I love this in credits. I want this in credits more. We get like oh, the yeah. greatest hits of the movie yeah. set to a bit of the soundtrack. It's yeah. like the trailer. All your, favorite, all your favorite bits. Yeah. I suppose it could be like a blooper reel or something, but it's just the actual best bits of the movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> That'd be great for this modern world where there's not time to watch all the content. If there was a film just you just weren't feeling or you wanted to recap, you could just watch the last five minutes in the credits. What I will say is, they should do it for games. Days Gone, the credits themselves were longer than the game. Like they were never ending. You can't couldn't skip them either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I've got a couple of name games, and I think Andy's going to chuck one or two in as well. Yeah, Ben's yeah. going to think of one on the spot. I've just surprised them with that there. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so uh, I watched a film the other day. It's about uh, two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse who accidentally release a deadly gas in the air. Uh, the vapor causes the dead to rise again and worry about stuff. Do you know what that one was called? Return of the uh, Living Dread. Close, close. Oh. Um, Return of the Existential Dread. <laughs> it wasn't that close, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Return of the Living. Is it just a, a dead word I need to get? Can't possibly <laughs> say. Um... <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I'm Next stuck on this thinking. one. Uh, <laughs> concern of the Living Dead. Oh, concern. Oh. Concern of the de- Return of the Living Dread was better, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I should do that. I should have oh, that. Should, should, uh, should kept that one. You should I should yeah. shit on your game. I'm sorry, that was rude of me. I told you, I'm, I'm not myself. I'm foggy. I'm not... Oh, he's got he's got I've... weariness still to work out. He's yeah. gone rabid. Okay, we'll see if we get this one then. Uh, so, two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a loaf of bread that isn't cooked through, and all they have available is a grill. Reburn of the living bread. Really close. Re... All they have is a grill. Reburn of the grilling bread. Reburn of the grilling bread. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even process that. Like I was trying to process it part by part, but I couldn't. I couldn't. What about you, Andy? We got um, living bread was one of my ones on my list. But don't worry, I've got one. Uh, two bumbling employees um, release a chemical at work which turns all of the butter in their fridge back into milk. So they only have one thing they need to do. Return of the living dead. Yeah, return of the living dead. Zombies <laughs> are also involved. Um, <laughs> um, another one, two bumbling employees uh, release a chemical which brings which reanimates corpses in a local graveyard, but also makes them forget all of the French that they've um, previously been taught the day before their French oral exam. They have no choice 
but to relearn. <laughs> yeah, it's still of the living dead. There's zombies involved. Is it relearn of the living dead as well? Yeah, re- relearn of the living dead. Overcomplicating it. Relearn yeah. of the living French. <laughs> Re-French of the learning. I'm trying to French. think of some French words. Je do. It's all like baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's a couple of you come up with one on the spot then. No, you had, you had one, but you 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 burned it. You, I had you had one. returned a living dread. I have returned a living dread, but I yeah, I I, I blew my beans burned too it. early. Um, Nothing to rival those, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll give you one more then, Ben, if you like. Um, Please, I'll give you one more if you fancy. Then, so two bumbling employees in a chemical factory release a uh, chemical, um, and also strip their beloved botanical garden of some ancient plants that were loved to be eaten by vegetarian dinosaurs and during the zombie outbreak they're forced to um to to put these plants back in before before the boss comes refern uh, of the living dead refern of the living dead there you go <laughs> You've got to refurn. <laughs> You've got to refurn, right? Well, the referns have been eaten by the dinosaurs. You've got to refurn them. There we go. There we go. So we need to rate the film. Uh, I'm, I don't... I mean, I think I... I don't know. I don't know if my rate is going to be a bit controversial. I don't know. Because I feel like uh, this feels like this is a horror royalty film, right? This was a film that uh, people go to their graves... With the oh. DVDs of, come back and out then, of them if it rains. Acid rain <laughs> brings them back to life. Yeah, what are you going, uh, what are you going for? I'm going to go with a solid B plus. <laughs> Fine, it's as good as an A minus in my book. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand why this is horror, horror royalty. It's good. I like all the little um attention to detail bits on the of zombie lore and that it's quite unique and stuff that hasn't necessarily been done before or afterwards. It's obviously quite unique in that sense. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it before. So it's a bit strange. So for me, I haven't seen it for the first time. It's hard for me to stick it right up there with the best, but I will go for a B. I'll go for a middle, middling B. Right. Straight down the middle B. Um, Unlike you guys, I have a, a childhood fondness for this movie. And I think I'd forgotten about it because it had been so long since I've seen it. It's really held up. I thought the dialogue was, it's dated, but it's dated in a way that it's very sharp still. It's very well delivered, watched as a period piece. It's excellent. Um, yeah. And the screaming, as much as like, especially those guys you think, you know, old uh, Freddie and Frank, Yes, they are overacting it, but over time, I really settle into it, and I think mm. that it's great. I think the effects are all very practical, and they still, by and large, hold up very well. Um, I love this movie. I'm going to go a step higher than Luke and give this an A minus. Mm. I thought you might. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> and I love the soundtrack. I've been uh, I'm making myself a new Spotify playlist um, with. 80s horror tracks on there. I'm putting a ton from this on in there. Got Touch Me Baby All Night Long from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 when he's unpacking his house. Um, all the hits. 
What a time. I'll tell you what's a good cool. one to add. One that I've got on a soundtrack of mine. The theme from Fright Night 2 is a bit of a banger. I'll add it. I'll add it, Luke, and then Ben. And then once we've got all these on, we will uh, release it to the to the group. What a uh, Spotify perfect. playlist! You can all get involved. We'll add some, add some suggestions. Maybe we'll put in the group and ask for suggestions as well. Yeah, if you're listening now, guys, hit us up with your best. It doesn't have to be from the '80s. I would just accept it sounding like it's from the '80s. Yeah, it sounds like it's from any other era. Then don't bother. <laughs> don't you bloody bother. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Give us your best horror soundtracks. We'll put a sound. We'll put a playlist together. We'll unleash it on the world. Early early two thousands new metal from horror movies is banned because I think it probably deserves its own playlist. Its own playlist, yeah. right? Ben, you can be in charge of curate, curating the new metal playlist. I'll deal with the eighties synth sounding one. Yeah, why not? And Luke, do you want to do a classical one with all of the all of yeah. the Halloween themes and everything on? Well, I'll just do the the cat people uh, cat soundtrack. People. Nice. <laughs> he loves it. Play loves it, doesn't he? So... Uh, next week we are doing a trilogy. Really, there's so there's so much content. Uh, I think. Yeah. So they're all going to be out, right? I know number one, number nineteen ninety four, and number nineteen eighty something. They're out now. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the old days to come. Yeah. Sixteen sixty six is out this Friday. So we will yeah. We'll, we'll discuss all three of them. Okay. Next week's episode. We'll and work out a way of none of streamlining you, it. You've seen the first one? You're Andy's part way through the first one. Ben is all the way through the first one. Yeah. Okay, I'm all the way through the first one as well. I'm gonna get the second one. I think I started the second one, I fell asleep within seconds. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's the Netflix and noise. It was the middle of the day, and you were driving. Jeez. Um, Are you still watching? I'm no, I'm naked. I'm asleep. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to do this one slightly differently, right? Because three movies to go in the type kind of detail we usually do. We'll do. We'll be here all night. So, do we take one each and bullet it, and rattle through? I feel like a Let's... whistle start through the, the. The. Can you whistle? Hear that? That's noise. <laughs> and now, and now, now you've stopped. So that's a whistle stop. Tour through the old. Oh, oh. James Wan again. <laughs> James Wan, get get on with Aquaman. Oh, matron. <laughs> right. So now head cannon, James Cannon. Uh, James Wan sounds like Kenneth Williams. <laughs> oh. Ooh, Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool. So thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoy the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Come join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Cool little gang of people in there. Uh, I think we were thinking of doing some sort of gaming session at some point. Dead by Daylight was on the cards. I think I've got it downloaded, ready to go. Yeah, I will I will splash out and I'll get it so I can come and join in that as well. And I think next time we do a quiz, we might add some kind of element for the people in the group as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, thanks to yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and and they're trying to give you nicknames then. Uh, <laughs> hair and scab. Hair, <laughs> hair, hair scab and bold. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Let us know what your nicknames were at school, or if you were a psychic 
villain character in the Teenage Mut- Mutant Ninja Tales. Yeah, yeah, give us your eighties really edgy, um, really edgy, tough. Gang not Viper. Really. Viper will not be accepted <laughs> yeah, unless you can prove <laughs> without the yeah. proper credentials. Viper will not. Any type of venomous snake will not be permitted. <laughs> uh, what a loser! <laughs> so I'm just looking. You just got your thinking of the um, the bad guys on the Swamp Thing cartoon. Do you ever, yeah. ever watch that? There was like the, the guy who had the, the snake neck. He was called Dr. Snake Demo. Neck. There was <laughs> another guy called yeah. Skin Man. Oh, yeah. Man, um, man. Man, <laughs> man thing. Oh, that's something else. Um, cool. All right. I'll leave it at that. Nice okay. one. Yeah, See until you later. Next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye now. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.